Welcome to the Seeing Red Podcast. Welcome everyone to another edition of the Seeing Red Podcast. My name is Troy Moriello and I am your host bringing you up to date and up to speed on all things St. John's basketball. And we come to you with our instant reaction podcast for the Red Storm as they take down Boston College 97 to 93. And on the whole, just looking at the final score, just looking at the box score, wow, 97 points. Wow, a nice win against a non-conference opponent. Very, very inspiring game for St. John's when you don't think about how they almost blew a 20-point lead and they almost blew a 13-point lead uh, down the stretch when Boston College really ended the game on a big-time run and and nearly had a shot to tie or take the lead uh, down the stretch. But... A win is a win for the Red Storm as they are 3-0 on this young season. And in a season where we know nothing is going to be normal, where we know that conference play starts in under two weeks now, you're not going to have that many opportunities for non-conference wins. We already know uh, Fordham has been canceled. Sacred Heart has been canceled. Even Texas Tech was canceled coming up on the Red Storm schedule. Uh, So not a whole lot of chances for non-conference wins. It's always big to pick one up. And the Red Storm, at the end of the day, they get the job done. They do pick up the non-conference win 97 to 93 off over Boston College I'll start with the negatives because there are a few negatives I think this was an overly positive game for the Red Storm I think that we saw a lot of positives in when this team is playing well and when this team is executing the way that they are I think coached to execute under Mike Anderson in his 40 minutes of hell type system this team is very very fun to watch and we saw that at points at the end of the first half, about the final you know 10 minutes of the first half, and then the first couple of minutes of the second half as well. We saw when this team is clicking, they are fun to watch. And you know, they look like a tournament, you know, top half of the Big East type team. When they're not clicking, we've we've kind of seen that before. We saw it against St. Peter's, and we saw it at the end of this game. I'm gonna start with the negatives. This team does not know how to close games out. They didn't know how to close games out last year and it bit them in the rear end a couple of times. You know, Georgetown, the, the, the home game against Georgetown, the home game against Xavier, the game at Carneseca Arena against Butler. Um, I'm missing one as well. But a couple of games last year where you just said, how in the hell did we lose that game? And it felt like we were treading in that direction again. We were trending in that direction again, I should say. 13 point lead. I, th- I think it was 92 to 79 with only what two and a half minutes left or something like that. And they still managed to make it where Boston College had the ball with a chance to tie the game late. Very, 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 you know, iffy, iffy job closing the ball, closing the game out for the Red Storm. And that worries me a lot. It worries me that this team was shooting free throws well all night long, and then Greg Williams stepped up to the line and he misses a couple down the stretch. And it worries me also that Williams had had two straight possessions where he was fouled and missed one of two free throws, and then he still went to the line again. They were still giving him the ball again. I didn't like that. But overall, it just looked like a team that, you know, they thrive off of chaos. They thrive off of making things difficult. You know, playing a hectic helter-skelter type game, 40 minutes of hell, as we know. They thrive off of that, but then when it comes down to the final couple of minutes of the game, when you're trying to protect that 8-point lead or that 11-point lead or that 6-point lead in the final two minutes, all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose for the wrong for the wrong reasons, and they can't hang on to the ball. And you have guys cutting in the wrong direction and turning it over. You have guys under their own basket with three timeouts not calling a timeout. When with three timeouts left in the final minute and a half of the game, not calling timeouts. 
You have guys not, you know, using enough of the shot clock, shooting with 15, 16 seconds left on the shot clock. You just have mistake after mistake after mistake. And it worries me that this was an issue that we saw last year and that it's an issue now that's coming up again this year as well. I don't know how good Boston College is. And I think that this is a very nice win. This is not a must win by any by any stretch of the imagination, but this is a very nice win for St. John's for sure. It's a good you know thing to put on your resume. Again, I don't know how how nice of a resume builder it's going to be. Probably not great, just judging off of what Boston College usually is. But it's a nice win. But it was way closer than it should have been. St. John's is a lot better than Boston College. I think they got Boston College to play their game. They got Boston College to play the up and down type game. You know, if you bet the over, you were very, very happy with how that the first couple of minutes went and and how the whole first half really went with 50 points for St. John's in the first half. They got Boston College to play that type of game. Run, 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 shoot, 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 turnover, turnover. They got them to play their game, which I liked. But if you're going to do that for 45, I'm sorry, for 35, for 36, for 37 minutes, it all, you know, goes to nothing if you can't close it out in the final two or three minutes. So that's what I'm worried about. You know, you saw a game tonight where they absolutely dominated, where they completely fit Boston College into the type of game that they wanted to play. And still in the last couple of minutes, it just all went sideways for them. And they looked lost and they looked, I don't want to say nervous, yes, I don't want to say scared, but nervous, nervous to have the ball in their hands. Nervous, you know, to to make a pass. Nervous to shoot a free throw. I don't like that because you're going to play close games in the Big East. We've seen it year in and year out. You know, and how many games last year, I mentioned this before, how many games last year were blown in the final two or three minutes? That if, you know, you convert even two of those games into wins, you would have been 19 and 13 and heading into the NCAA tournament instead of the NIT, excuse me. And in a year like this, that could be the difference between an NIT appearance and an NCAA tournament appearance. So I'm very, very happy that they were able to get the win. But again, the final two minutes, two and a half minutes of execution really have me worried. But to the positives, Julian Champagny came back and looked like a guy who is going to just take over games and could be an all-Big East type player for St. John's. 29 points, a career high. He shoots 11 of 20 from the field, makes all five of his free throws, and grabs 10 rebounds as well. Just a heck of a game for Julian Champagny. 29 points in just 29 minutes, mind you. Heck of a game for Julian Champagny. That mid-range game for him looked amazing today. He hit some really tough shots today. And he even stepped out and hit two threes. Great game for Julian Champagny. You saw how much they missed him in those first two games. You know, I hate to look back, but the St. Peter's game is probably not that close if Julian Champagny is playing. You know, he just adds a whole nother dimension to their offense. You know, when you look at what Posh Alexander can do, when you look at what Vince Cole and, and Greg Williams and Mar- Marcellus Erlington can do. But the having that, you know, mid-range 15-footer type game of Julian Champagny is huge. And you saw it tonight. I mean, 29 points, he's not going to score 29 every game. But you saw how easy he made that offense flow with some of the shots that he can convert. Posh Alexander was incredible as well. 18 points for him on 7 of 11 shooting. 5 assists as well. Stepped out and hit two threes as well. Posh again looks better than advertised. Looks like he could be in you know an all or a Big East Rookie of the Year, whatever you want to call it, type player. 
and looks like a type of guy that's if he's here for three or four years is really going to be a very very good you know eventually turning into a, a big east player of the year type candidate he had the one dunk that i didn't like you know if, if you're up 20 and you want to do the windmill dunk go ahead but up by 10 i think at that point you, you should not do that i think he got an earful from mike anderson as well which i liked but posh alexander another incredible game from him guy looks like he's he's ready to run this offense right away you know and I would not hold him back I would I would you know start him every game now he played 33 minutes tonight it doesn't look like he needs any training wheels you know you know and uh Greg Williams had a nice game as well made uh, scored 17 points went 7 of 10 from the line missed a couple of free throws at the end there that made things interesting but he had a really nice game uh led the team with a team high six assists and Dylan uh Dylan Adaiwusu in just uh, how many minutes did Dylan play? 21 minutes. Six assists for him. Heck of a game from him as well. He made some really nice passes as well. And like I said, when this team is playing well offensively, and when they're you know playing their type of game, that up and down, you know, forcing turnovers, uh, getting out on the break, you know, not playing a half court type game, they are fun to watch. They got some explosive guys, and they got a lot of guys that can score the ball. You know, you look at tonight, uh, Vince Cole scored eight points. You know, he was averaging 20 in his first two games. He scored eight points, and they still scored 97. You know, that just shows you how many options this team has. And this is the type of game that they that they can play. You know, obviously, you're not going to get 29. I would like to see a little bit more balance in the scoring. But any given night, they can have a guy that goes off for 23, 24, 20, 29 points that we saw, which I really, really like. The, uh, the options are certainly there, and Rasheem Dunn didn't play. Overall, very nice win for the Red Storm. Hopefully they can build on it now. I know that they have BYU coming up, and then we'll see from there. But a very, very nice win, concerning with the way that they closed it out. But I love how for you know, 35, 36, 37 minutes, they forced, they forced Boston College to play their game. That's the type of game that you can win in the Big East. Obviously, you're not going to need to score 97 points, I don't think. But getting a team to play that up and down type game. And it bit them a little bit in the beginning when they fell down 19 to 9. But you saw as they got comfortable, Boston College, I think the announcers kind of said they they Boston College felt like they might have got a little too comfortable, got a little sloppy with it. And that led to 19 turnovers forced for the Red Storm. But overall, very, very nice win for St. John's. 3-0 now on the season. Hopefully can rack up a couple more wins now in the non-conference. And then we'll see where you go from there in in conference play in this 20-game conference season. All right, and now let's bring in our guy, C.T. Fazio, for his reaction to the Red Storm's win tonight. All right, I now want to welcome on a friend of the program. Came on a couple of times last year. We always appreciate his insight on the Red Storm. It is our guy, C.T. What's going on, man? What's going on, Troy? Thanks for having me on. Good to uh, good to finally be back, and good that we have a season going on. Absolutely, we're we are back in the swing of things, and we're back to St. John's. Uh, you know, almost breaking our hearts, and, and certainly, uh, you know, taking a couple of years off of our lives down the stretch. There, do, do you want to start with the positives, or do you want to start with the negatives? Um, I think we should start with the positives. I okay. Think, um, you know, I think obviously getting Champagne back, Julian Champagne back tonight was you know big big boost to the team. Um, you know, Posh Alexander continues to to show out. Um, you know, the hype that he had coming in, mm-hmm. he's looking really good. And you know, I think there was really a lot of positives take to take away from tonight. You know, a lot of guys contributed. Um, definitely different from last year. You know, seeing guys in, in more expanded roles. And you know, I really like what I saw tonight. You know, I know the game got close to the end, but 
you know, first, you know, couple of minutes and then going to the second half, I really thought that, that St. John's was, was really uh, cooking on offense out there. So mm-hmm. it was definitely good to see. Absolutely. You don't want to let the last couple of minutes of that game kind of leave a sour taste in your mouth because you're right. I mean, basically from what, the 10-minute mark of the first half until, you know, the last couple of minutes of the game, it felt like St. John's really controlled this game and was able to get Boston College to kind of play their type of game. Would you would you agree with that? They, they you know, kind of sped Boston College up a lot? For sure. I think uh, when St. John's came out of the game, I thought they were a little rattled. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think their offense actually feeds their defense. You know, seeing them make shots, yeah. their first couple of possessions were like one you know, one pass possessions, and that's that's not really St. John's basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, they they like to spread the wealth and you know move the ball around, and get open shots, and I think their offense feeds into their defense. And I think we saw that you know going into the the second half, um, you know, as well as as kind of toward the end of the game there as well. Mm-hmm. Another thing I noticed too, obviously they were they were getting out in transition, they were they were getting a lot of steals, they they forced the nineteen turnovers, twenty five points off turnovers. Um, the half court offense looked better in this game. I think uh, twenty. How many assists? Twenty two assists on thirty six made field goals. It just felt like the ball was moving a lot better. And I think Julian Champagny has a has a big you know a great deal to do with that. But it felt like the half court offense was a lot better. Definitely. I, I usually last year, you know, the the zone defense threw off St. Yeah. John's a lot in games mm-hmm. where they couldn't really score and couldn't get the ball into the middle. But I think this year what we're seeing is that. Um, you know, St. John's offense has a lot more options this year. You know, as you see, Isaiah Moore is a guy who can shoot. Uh, Vince Cole is a guy who's he had 40 points in his first two games, and mm-hmm. he's someone who's a threat out there. And, you know, we're seeing Posh, and, and Greg Williams has more confidence this year in, in his game as well. And obviously getting Champagny back uh, was big time tonight. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's about, you know, St. John's development, their experience, and uh, just, you know, their familiarity with each other, and their continuity, just playing with each other. I really feel like that, you know, now that their offense is, you know, at a level where they can, you know, compete, um, you know, with a lot of different teams now. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about, about Julian for a second and his, his 29 points, uh, career high, had the 10 rebounds as well, only played 29 minutes and had 29 points. What what did you see out of him tonight? I mean, the, the, the mid-range shooting jumped out to me, but was there anything that really jumped out to you with his game on the offensive end that, that you saw in his first game? Definitely. I think I saw, you know, first and foremost, I saw a more confident player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last year he kind of, I, I feel like he kind of deferred to to Figueroa and Heron. You know, yeah. rightfully so. They were the they were the seniors last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just seeing his, you know, his offensive package is just way more diverse than last year. You know, he was taking guys off the dribble. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in that zone, he was shooting the mid range, and I think the key for him is getting the three ball to go down. I believe he hit two or three. I'm not yeah, sure how he many, two. Yep. but he hit. He, he had about two or three threes out mm-hmm. there, and then he was also, you know, taking guys off the dribble as well. Mm-hmm. And that's something that he really wasn't doing as much last year. So I think just the confidence for him, and you know, the work that he put in the off season, and having another year under his belt. I think also playing with Posh too, who's a guy who's who looks to be very, very competent running, you know, point right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is something that's that's gonna you know really help him, and I feel like help you know all the other guys out there as well. Mm-hmm. Let's go to let's go to Posh now as well. Uh, Eighteen points for him. Uh, seven of eleven from the field. I mean, you you would take that any night. Obviously, I like that he got the three ball going as well. Um, the sure. the miss dunk is going to stick out in everyone's mind. But I thought he played a, a really really good offensive game. Just felt like he had that rhythm and stuck with it and was really you know operating the offense nicely. Definitely, you know, he's tonight. I really feel like he he didn't make mistakes, and that's something that's mm-hmm. that's very important for you know 
St. John's, you know, in their in their guards. You know, Greg Williams tonight, I believe he only had one turnover as well. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. seeing him be more confident handling the ball, where last year he was more of just a, a spot-up three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. So he's added more to his game. And, you know, I think for Posh right now, through three games, I think that the, the common theme, in my opinion at least, is that I don't think there's any turning back for Anderson right now. I think he has to be the starting point guard, whether that's overdone um, or whoever else. I think he yeah. has to be in the starting lineup, just seeing what he's been able to do. Uh, running the offense, you know, setting guys up. I feel like he's very, very good in the press as well, mm-hmm. turning guys over. He's relentless, not taking off any plays. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, he hit the three ball tonight, which is, you know, for his long-term outlook, that's something that's going to be really, really important. Mm-hmm. So I think with, with him, you know, I think the hype that, that he got in the preseason and, you know, coming in has really shown all so far. And I really think that, um, you know, he looks to be right now the long-term solution at point guard. You know, mm-hmm. hopefully uh, he can, you know, run the offense at a really high level this year. Absolutely. I said that in my open. It, it just feels like the training wheels are off for him. Like He, he looks right. like he's ready to go. He looks like he's going to be a guy that can, can run your offense. A thing that I liked about him too, I guess kind of this is more turning a negative into a positive. When he missed that dunk, you know, it was a t- terrible mistake there, obviously. Just either lay it up or two-hand dunk it, whatever. He didn't, you know, sulk right after that. Like, he got right back into the play, it looked like. And then I liked how Anderson took him off to the side and kind of, you know, gave him an earful but didn't flip out on him. You kind of have to do that. You know, you're going to live with the mistakes with Posh. I, I liked how he kind of reacted from that. I don't know if you noticed that as well, but I like that. Definitely. Now, Anderson's definitely, you can tell, you know, he really looks like he values the relationships that he has with his players. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, for Posh, it's going to be a learning experience for him. You know, he's yeah. a freshman, just coming into the Big East, which is going to be one of the better conferences uh, in the country this year. And, you know, it's the first couple of games, and he's going to have to, you know, learn, you know, trial by trial by error this year. It's going to have to be a learning experience for him. Um, you know, he's playing with guys who have been there already, mm-hmm. uh, have had experience. Um, you know, playing either he's going to be starting or playing alongside Rasheem Dunn, who had the point guard spot last year. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's just this year is going to be a learning experience for him, and yeah. there's going to be some ups and downs. But you know, as of right now, I, he's he's playing excellent. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing I can really I can really say that that's bad. Mm-hmm. It, it looked like Greg too was a lot more confident. I mean, we saw him kind of build that confidence, and I think that's something that St. John's fans wanted to see out of Greg Williams is just you know a more confident player. Um, he he you know goes five of six from the field, scores the seventeen points. He couldn't make some free throws at the end there that to really put the right. game away, but got to the line 10 times. It just feels like he's creating shots a lot better this year. He's getting to the basket a lot better. He's creating opportunities. We saw him with six assists. Uh, what'd you like out of his, his game tonight? I think just the aggressiveness and the confidence for him. You know, last year we saw at times when he got inserted into the starting lineup where there were some games where he was aggressive and some where he kind of took a backseat a little bit at times. So, I think this year, you know, being one of the more featured guys, he's going to have to, you know, insert his will. And I, we saw it tonight where he was attacking the basket. You know, he's got the athleticism and, uh, you know, the handles now to, to attack the rim. He had a really nice breakaway dunk mm-hmm. uh, at one point. Yep. And, um, you know, his three ball, I feel like, is going to be hit or miss at times. But last year he shot uh, a pretty good percentage. But mm-hmm. I think all about for him is just the willingness to take uh, to take threes and also yeah. attack the rim. Mm-hmm. You know, just having that confidence – um, you know, because he's he's going to be one of the more featured guys this year uh, in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you almost get the feeling with Greg that he he, he doesn't fully know how talented he is yet. You know, you like you see it right. in, in bursts, but you need you want to see it consistently. Uh, one more player that that I thought had a good game, and I saw you tweeting about him as well, was uh, Dylan Wusu with his. You know, he didn't do anything crazy in this game. He scored the nine points. Uh, he made four of his five free throws, which was big, and he had the six assists, which was tied for a team high. It just feels like this guy, you know was almost a throw-in with Posh Alexander, but he comes out and he's doing all the little things. As, as you mentioned, he's taking charges. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's ferocious on the defensive end. Um, right. You know, can you, can you speak on him at all? You know, what, what he brings to the table and what he did tonight? I've, I've been really surprised with, uh, you know, Dylan Busu's game through, uh, you know, through three games. Yeah. And, you know, St. John's needs guys who are just willing to do, you know, the dirty work, whether mm-hmm. that's uh, defense um, you know, hustling, rebounding, taking charges. Mm-hmm. So I feel like him and him and Greg Williams are going to be the guys who are going to be tasked with guarding the the best um, you know perimeter play on the other team. Mm-hmm. So you know he's he's about six threes. He's very built, very strong, and uh, you know I really like his aggressiveness. You know, attacking the paint, um, his ability to finish, and then I also think he had a three pointer as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. So just you know another guy, another bigger body. Uh, you know, guard forward who come off the bench and, um, you know, kind of check opposing uh, perimeter players. It's going to mm-hmm. be big for St. John's as they enter Big East play and then, you know, finish out the conference season as well. Absolutely. And and one more thing about the players, at least. You you were uh, tweeting a little bit about Josh Roberts. He, he plays only four minutes. He starts and then plays only four minutes in this game. Right. Um, they play Arnaldo Toro 16 minutes. I'm with you. I like. I'd rather play Roberts over Toro. I feel like Roberts is, is better around the rim. Um, Toro hasn't impressed me all that much grabbing rebounds. His touch around the rim doesn't look that good. He went 0 for two from the field tonight. I just feel like Roberts is a, is a better all around player, especially on the defensive end where he can block and alter shots. Um, you obviously agree with that, correct? Definitely, yes. I, I definitely agree. You know, especially after last year where he was starting, and you know, he, I was arguably the MVP of the non-conference last year mm-hmm. yeah. until he got hurt yeah. in, uh, in conference season. But you know, like you said about Toro, um, you know, I just think Roberts is a more playable option. Just in terms of watching Toro, I feel like there were some times where he got switched onto guards and he had no chance staying in front. Mm-hmm. Um, also, rebounding I thought was a little bit of an issue. The finishing inside, yeah. Um, I was kind of surprised where Anderson yanked him out the first couple of minutes. Um, you know, the defense didn't look good, but I really thought that was more of the guards kind of giving up, um, you know, ways to the basket. Yep. Where that's why it kind of looked like Josh wasn't really defending mm-hmm. uh, that way. But I will say, though, I think that Moore should be the starting forward center going forward with maybe Josh off the bench or, or him starting maybe in some matchups. But mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree with you. I think Roberts is the more preferable option. Um, over Toro, over Toro. I think he should be getting getting at least fifteen minutes a game. Yeah, I would agree too. I, I love Moore's game as well. Um, we had Zach Brazilier on. He, he said how you know he's like the Tariq Owens. I, I like how Moore is so versatile. Like, you know, he even brought the ball up. I feel like a couple times tonight. Um, right. Definitely, they definitely look a lot better in the front court. So that's that's a good sign. Um, let's get on the negatives now for a second. They. they did not know how to close out that game again. Um, I don't want to say that they were, you know, scared or anything like that, but they just didn't. They didn't look like they knew what to do down the stretch. Especially it was a Champagne not calling the timeout when he had three right. down the stretch. Um, you know, it, it looked like it was it was more of the same from last year, which really worries me. Right, no, I, I definitely agree. I really feel like that. You know, the Havoc style really kind of you know pushed St. John's lead out 
for the majority of the second half. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of got close. You know, Boston College went on a run. That's that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like at that moment, also too, I will say, I saw Anderson put in McGriff and Carragher, I believe, at one point mm-hmm. when they were up like twenty, and then the lead unraveled after that. Yeah. So I yep. really thought that was kind of a questionable decision as well. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, in terms of the end, I really feel like that St. John should have slowed down the pace mm-hmm. and kind of just you know ran a little bit of half court offense. You know, Champagne was. He's playing really well. Yeah. Vince Cole had some had some nice moments. Greg Williams was good tonight too. So I really feel like at the end of the games, when it's when it's kind of close, they can just run a simple you know pick and roll between yeah. Posh and Champagne uh-huh. just to get him an open bucket. Whether it's Posh or even Greg Williams too can run a pick and roll. Mm-hmm. Just, in the, just an easy play just to see if they can open shot. If he misses a shot, I mean, at least you at least you tried something instead of just you know trying to attack the basket. Absolutely. So. With with. Champagne and even with with Cole with their with their mid range games, you're absolutely right. Like down the stretch, when you have you know a five point lead, a minute and a half to go, or something like that, you know eight point lead, two minutes to go, and you want to run clock, like they should feel confident enough in their half court offense. Like you said, you know Champagne shooting a fifteen footer or Cole shooting right. a fifteen footer, like that should be the offense. That you know, there's no reason why it shouldn't be. Right. No, I definitely agree. They definitely have to have some more. I'd say some more structure down the stretch. Yeah. I think they're, they're figuring that out mm-hmm. as they go on. You know, who's going to be the guy with the ball in their, in their hands at the end, whether it's Posh or Greg, um, you know, running a play for either Champagne, maybe Earlington, mm-hmm. yeah, or, Cole, or Cole at the end of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Right, so, so just kind of having the familiarity and, you know, being in a close game of, you know, we saw last year at times where they hit some big shots yeah. and they couldn't really close the games out. But, mm-hmm. you know, this year they have to have more of an understanding of, you know, time and score and how to, how to run an offense as well. Mm-hmm. Through three games now this season, obviously the first one, St. Peter's, was almost a disaster. Really got bailed out at the end there. Um, nice win then on Thanksgiving. And then tonight, you know, overall a, ni- a nice win, you know, may not be a huge resume booster. Uh, what's your feelings towards this team? Do you, do you think that they're, you know, an NCAA tournament level team? Do you think that they're a top half Big East team? You know, I, I didn't talk to you before the season starts started, I should say. So, you know, what, where, where are you at with this team? Um, I think, you know, for this team right now, I think it's a it's a learning process. Um, you know, there's a lot of new pieces coming together, you know. Um, they lost, you know, Figueroa and Aaron in the offseason, two guys who've, who've been in college basketball for a while. And, yeah. um, you know, the guys who are starting right now are, are pretty brand new. It's having advanced roles. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to take time. You know, it's like we saw in the first game. It's going to take time, uh, you know, for the team to gel. But I do think that we're, we're seeing now a rotation play out. Mm-hmm. I do think this starting lineup, should be solidified right now. It's Posh, Greg, uh, Cole, Champagne, and more. I think yep. those are the five guys mm-hmm. who should be starting. I don't think that's for right now. I don't think that that should be uh, within the question. But I, I do think that they'll be able to compete at the top. I do think the Big East top to bottom is a little bit down this year. Mm-hmm. Villanova lost to Virginia Tech already. Mm-hmm. Uh, Creighton looks to be pretty good. Um, Seton Hall is a little shaky. Aiken looks like he's out. Yeah. So I do think that you know St. John's help provided and. Um, you know, hopefully that their team gels, you know, from now into uh, conference play. I do think that they'll have at least a chance to be maybe a top five team in the Big East. Mm, absolutely. And and the one thing that I noticed, even again tonight, is is the depth. 
you know, you have Champagny with the 29, Alexander 18, Greg with 17. But then, you know, you only got eight points out of out of Vince Cole, who was averaging 20 a game. Yet, you know, this team still manages to put together, you know, 97 points and, you know, flow so well on offense. They really do feel like, you know, posh. Greg, Moore, Cole, Champagne, Wusu, Erlington. They have, you know, seven, eight off, uh, options on offense, which it doesn't feel like they've had, you know, in the past at least. Definitely. You know, I really think, you know, comparing this team to last year, I just think that this year's team has more um, options, you know, in terms of, you know, versatility, yeah. uh, length, athleticism. Um, you know, there's more guys who, you know, I, I know you think the theme of last year's podcast that, you know, we both had on was basically – um, you know, development experience. And I really yeah. feel like that's that's coming, you know, showing out this year. Yeah. With, you know, Williams and Erlington, uh, Champagny as well. So I feel like that experience and that, you know, development and also adding in some of the new guys, you know, Posh and, and Cole and Moore uh, is going to be a really big help, uh, you know, for them as they as they go into the conference season this year. Absolutely. And, and before I let you go, I have to ask you about your Denver Nuggets. Um, what are the thoughts on the season coming up? Obviously, Western Conference Finals appearance last year. Right. What are the expectations for you this season? Um, I, I think they're going to be a top three team mm-hmm. uh, again in the Western Conference. You know, obviously, uh, coming off a, a Western Conference Finals berth, you know, beating the Clippers is a big time win, big time series win. Um, you know, losing to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost Jeremy Grant free agency. Uh, which was, I think, was a bit of a big loss. Mm-hmm. But you know, they returned uh, Jokic and Murray. Uh, Porter Jr. should be getting some more minutes this year. So I think they'll finish in, in the top three. The Western Conference did get a lot stronger. Yeah. But I really feel like that they'll, uh, you know, with their their depth and, and their star players, I really feel like they'll have a uh, another successful year. Maybe they'll take a little step back, but mm-hmm. I do think that they'll uh, be ready come playoff time. Mm-hmm. The good thing about them is the, the core is definitely there and the core should be there for a while. So they'll have a couple cracks at it, you would think. You know, even if it's not this year, you know, they'll have a couple a couple of years where you think they could be a top team in the Western Conference. Definitely. Like St. John's, too. St. John's is a nice <laughs> core now. And, uh, you know, hopefully that they could, um, you know, keep those guys together for a while and, and see them have Absolutely. success down the line. Look at that. We, we bring it all together. Yeah, right. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> all right, man. Thank, thank you, as always. You, you do an incredible job. So, you know, I appreciate having you on. And uh, we'll definitely have you on again at some point. Uh, later this season where, where can everyone follow you on Twitter let them know oh, you can follow me at uh, CT Fazio uh, 24 on Twitter and um, also at Crown Hoops as well I write a little bit for them uh, just you know some NBA articles and college basketball as well so if you just follow me on there CT Fazio 24 on Twitter absolutely well man thank you so much for coming on again and talk soon alright thanks for having me on too. I appreciate it always a good time coming up alright have a good one alright thank you once again to our guy CT for coming on there and breaking down the Red Storm's win over Boston College. Uh, love having him on. One of our best guests for sure. Had him on a couple of times last year and we'll certainly have him on a few more times uh, this year as well. Love his breakdowns uh, and he did a great job again tonight. Well, looking ahead now for the Red Storm, obviously the game against Texas Tech on Thursday has been canceled. You cannot you know, fault them for, for uh, postponing or for canceling that game. Actually, if they didn't feel it was safe, you know, who are we to, to criticize that at all? Would have loved to see how they matched up against Texas Tech, especially after winning tonight, where it feels like that game would have kind of just been, you know, icing on the top if they could have uh, gotten that game as well, or stolen that game as well. But, you know, it wasn't meant to be. Obviously, in 2020, nothing is really, you know, meant to be. So 
We'll play ball. Uh, we'll play BYU on Wednesday. That's a tough game. BYU seems like they're a pretty good team. Could be, you know, a bubble team. So a win over them could go a long way. Uh, you know, three months from now, when you're looking at at resumes in March. So, and then you know, we don't know where the rest of the non-conference is going to go. I assume that they would probably add what two more games, probably, and get to uh, get to like six games before playing UConn on the 11th. Would love to see them play Iona. Maybe they can get that done. Uh, maybe they can get Syracuse done as well. But I, I don't, I don't think that's that's in the cards either. But maybe they're probably afraid of us. Uh, they don't want to play us and get their butts kicked once again. But thank you all for listening to this uh, instant reaction recap show. Thank you again to CT for coming on there. And we will talk at some point next week. Whenever whenever there's a game next week, we'll probably be on after that one. Check out my periscopes that I do. Uh, probably going to do one after the BYU game on Wednesday. Follow me on Twitter at Troy Moriello if you don't already. And yeah, that wraps up the show. As always, let's go Johnnies.